Nothing was on? Parshal Bahar on the Posuk. Yeah, known Posuk. Posuk, which was brought to my attention last week by the Mesechtach Gigishir. And that is. In, on page 700 in the Stone Edition, the beginning of the Sedra speaks about Shemitah, okay? The sabbatical year, and if it's a sabbatical year, we aren't allowed to sow and plow, etc., and harvest, okay? Same goes for the year of the Yovel, right? The, the, the Jubilee year, the Yovel year, and we can have the Yovel in sequence to the Shvi's, to the, to the sabbatical year, right? The 49th year and the 50th year. It's the Shvi's and the Yovel. Okay, so the same halachas apply to the Yovel, to the year of Yovel, to the Jubilee year, that as, as ex, 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 ex clearly specified in Chumash, all the halachas of Shvi's apply to the Yovel. Okay, each one has their different halachas, as discussed in the Rambam, Bechel Shvi, to the Yovel. All right. Now we go on, and the Torah says in Parshas, on page 700, Torah says, "V'chisemru manoichal, v'chisemru manoichal b'ashana hashviyis." If you will say, "What will we eat on, in the seventh year?" Hein loy nizra v'loy nesef is for aseinu. Tzivisi es berchosi lachem b'ashana hashishis v'osas sasavolosh leshashonim. And as he translates, yeah, what uh, if you will say? Yeah, that's the second line of the Stone Edition, page seven hundred one. What will we eat in the seventh year? Behold. We will not sow and not gather in our crops. Hashem says, I will ordain my blessing for you in the sixth year, and it will be yield, it will yield a crop sufficient for the three-year period. Okay. Said. Now in the Torah's Koyanim, the Torah's Koyanim, the Torah's Koyanim on this Pasuk. There is an argument between Rabbi Akiva and the Chachomim. How to translate this posuk and what is the posuk conveying? It says in the posuk, the Yidna saying, the Chisoimru, Hashem basically says, if you will say, Ma'an Noichal Bashona Hashviz, what are we going to eat in the seventh year? Hein, Loin Nizrovol, Nesef is to We didn't sow, right? And we cannot gather the crop. So the question arises, an obvious question. If we didn't sow and we didn't harvest, so there's nothing to gather. Correct? So what's the meaning of what it says? <laughs> obvious question, okay? Rashi, before we deal with it, etc., etc. Can I just ask a question? Yes, sure. Why does the Amish to put the thought into Yidin's mind to ask the question? The, Russian, <laughs> the simple translation, if you will say... No, no. Good question. Don't know. You have to look at Mepharshim. I really can't help you. And the truth is, just I'm looking at the Pesach now, and it's just interesting how uh, it seems to be, in a sense, different than the many other cases we're going to introduce tonight. But, okay, point taken. I'm unsure. It could be because it's an obvious question. What is the alternative? Why does Akadosh Baruch have to raise a question and give an answer? The Mepharshim deal with it. I know for sure the Mepharshim deal with it. I just don't recall exactly the pinpoint something, you know, which is interesting to, to, to the best way to reconcile it. So I'm not going to go on to treat that. But let's just go on. Can I just make one comment? Mm, yes, that, definitely. That is, in Pesachim it says, Yuma, yeah. 
So that therefore, uh, why, what they're going to do with it? Because okay. here, uh, it, it shows a greater degree of um, of uh, of in the Abishter, in other words. Yeah. That, that you, you, you know, here's the Abishter saying that you're not going to be able mm. to pick up uh, your your uh, you haven't got the food directly in front of you, and yet you you believe that, you, you, that the Abishter is going to give it to you. In the same way, the Mon was also a test of faith, also every every Friday, every Shabbos. Why Shabbos? No Mon fell. It's the same thing. As well. Okay. Can sein als richtig? I don't know why you raised the question because the, the, the Hashem read the people's minds. What do you mean? Why does he have to raise the question? He should just say that I'm going to give you a blessing without raising a question. Or why raise a suffix by the Yidden as to how the Yidden It definitely wasn't a suffix. It was definite by the Yidden. It was not a suffix. So why does it have to be in a question and an answer? I think it's treated. Okay. The outcome. So Rabbi Akiva says from here we derive. That it's very clear. They say we won't have, we don't sow. If we don't sow, so there's nothing, there's no harvest, so we don't gather. So why do we have to say we're loyal nesavis? We're saying we don't, we can't gather the crop, the harvest. So Rabbi Akiva derives from here, mikan somchu chachomim. From here we derive that we the 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 halacha of sviche shvis, that even the 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 left hand. The after, how's it called? Aftergrowth. The aftergrowth. However, they don't find, or I saw Rabbi, Rabbi Schattenstein doesn't have a, a, a specific correct definition, literal definition of Svichin, so he's called it aftergrowth, whatever, etc. Okay. The aftergrowth, right? So even the aftergrowth, which is on Shvi's in the seventh sabbatical year, in the seventh year, so not just aren't you allowed to sow and plant and harvest. But also the what? There's a halacha. The shvius applies also to the aftergrowth. Even what you didn't sow, you didn't plant, and you're not harvesting. Nevertheless, there's aftergrowth from the fall. There's some seeds which fell before and it plant and it grew on its own, or etc. And the like, right? So then the halachas of shvius apply to that also to the svicha to the halachas of svicha shvius. Now, what does that mean? It applies according to Rabbi Akiva. It means as follows. According to Rabbi Akiva, it means you cannot consume of it. You get it? You cannot consume it. You cannot eat it. Because they say, we're, we're, not, we're not sowing, so we're not going to have any food to eat, right? We're not going to be able to either gather the after growth, right? So we won't have what to eat. So there's an isur shviz, there's an isur to eat the svicha shviz, what is grown on shviz, according to this. That's what the Torah kind of says in the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Chachamim uh, say no. The two separate issues. One is learning Israel. We won't. Uh, we don't sow. And the uh, and the was saying They're saying basically that even the what we have and we are allowed to eat. Because the Torah says mefurish before, right? The Torah says clearly that the foods and shvius. The year of shvius. The the fruit is not prohibited to eat. It's not like hummus that you get on a on a Pesach. There's no isra chila on the food on the fruits of Shviz. It says clearly in the Chumish. Where is it? Take a look at page six ninety six. The seventh year will be lochem leochla. Leochla. What does that mean? Leochla. Leochla means you can eat all the fruits of the seventh year, right? What does that mean? That basically, the Torah is basically saying that you're not allowed to show, express any ownership, balabatishkeit, in other words, even though there are private fields, and you're the owner of all this harvest, the Torah says, no, you have to make it free for all. But all of the food, which is free for all, is liachla. Everybody can consume of that food, okay? The mainly, therefore, 
comes Rabbi Akiva and his mechadosh, Svich Hashvish, he can't eat. Can't eat Svich Hashvish. Svich Hashvish is not just, you have to make it free for all, you can't eat it. There's an Isra Achila in Svich Hashvish. That's the Shittas Rabbi Akiva. Kama Chachamim say no. Veloi Nizra, we can't sow, we can't plow, so therefore, because we have to make everything free, yeah, because we don't have our own food. Veloi Nezvis Tfua say no, we can't gather whatever is available, we can't even gather because we have to make it free for all. Because even after we gather and we're eating, but the halacha is that if in other words, if there isn't enough for the beast in the wild to, to if he wants to, if it wants to cons- eat of the grain or whatever, right? So then the rule is, whatever you have indoors, you have to make free for all. You can eat mina shomur. The din is you can only eat mina mina hefker, right? So therefore, there's no way you can store any food for yourself. So according to the chachamim, it's basically what is he saying? Lo in Israel, there's no sowing, so we can't harvest, so we don't have our own, which is newly grown, and even the stuff we already have, we have to make free for all, so we can't store it. So therefore, it's, yeah, yeah, so everything has to be hefker, it can be shomur. That's the Chachomim. But the Rabbi Kiva says, no, it's Veloy Nezvist Vosein who's coming to say, just like we aren't a lot of sow, we aren't a lot of plant, we aren't a lot of consume Svichishvis after growth. Couldn't you learn that from the Pasuk? You could do what you want, but this is the way they learn it. Because what do you want to do? Because it says here. You want to do something of your own? You can do a lot of things. <laughs> no, I mean, you're not listening to me. In shot of the Pasuk, you can say what you want. I'm being honest with you. Now, I'm being very honest. I'm not. Excuse me, don't get me wrong. In the Pshat of the Chumash, you can say many different Purushim. And the fact is, like I've mentioned more than once, the Arizal says there are Shishim Ribui Ponim Latoira in Pshat. Shishim Ribui Ponim Latoira in Remez. Shishim Ribui Ponim Latoira in Drush. And Shishim Ribui Ponim Latoira in Sod. In other words, there's 600,000 ways of learning in Pshat. So you have the full right to learn how you like in Chumash. We're talking about the Halacha now, right? In the context of the Halachic Midrash, which is called Teres this is the way they learn. Now, exactly what forces them to learn, what makes Rabbi Akiva yeah. tend to learn this way. And why Chacham learned that way, you have to already look in the commentaries. Time doesn't allow. And I, number one, I didn't look it up. For a simple reason, because time doesn't allow to elaborate exactly how, even though at times I do that. But in this case, I didn't. And therefore, you would have to push a take out a terrorist screen and see on the spot. All right? It's Allah, Midrash, Terrorist Screen, Safro, which is quoted in the Toysvis and Mesech, the Pesachim, Daf Nun Aleph Amut Beis, page 51, side B. All right? So there, maybe your Schattenstein, your, 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 your art school Gemara will introduce for you the Safro, which is quoted, it says in the Toysvis, Sifri, but it's a mistake. It's Safro, the Toysvis quotes this Safro. And it's also quoted, by the way, also in the Ramban. If you have an Ahmadis in English, you can read it in Hebrew too. But I know it's been translated by Rabbi Shavel, I think, right? Yeah, for sure, years back, like a thousand years ago. It's been translated, come on. About 50, a good 40 years ago, Rabbi Shavel. Rabbi lived only 500 years ago. Correct, so I said Rabbi Shavel. Yeah, so about, uh, about 50 years ago, 40, 50 years ago, Rabbi Shavel, 30, 40, 40, about 40, 50 years ago, Rabbi Shavel, Allah Vashalom, translated the Ramban. So Ramban is available in English. You can find it. He introduces the Tereskayin of this Halachic Midrash in his commentary on the Chumash. It's in the Pirush Ramban. Okay, end it. So, did I fix it up or you still want to say what you want to say? Yeah. There's an article around. Wonderful, so you're ahead of me. I'm an old fashioned. Is that good enough? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. So don't get me wrong. You can definitely learn many different ways. And like I say, I'm sure commentaries learn different ways. Okay, that's the way Rabbi Akiva say. Now, now, this Safro, this Tereskainim, is quoted in Mesichta Psachim. It's a Gemara in Psachim, Dafnun Alafam Bez, as mentioned before. The Gemara brings an argument between Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, and the Chachamim. 
if all types of svichen after growth are prohibited or not. So there's a question, the Chachamim seem to be lenient, and they say the svichen kruv from cabbage, that after growth from the cabbage, that we don't make a, dec- uh, that is not prohibited. Rabbi Shimon Bar says all the type of svichen are prohibited, excuse me, are prohibited. The Gemara concludes and says all of these opinions, both the Chachamim and Rabbi Shimon Bar follow in the footsteps of Rabbi Akiva. They're all hold of the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, which Rabbi Akiva, the Gemara introduces the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva and he, the Gemara quotes the Pasuk, that there is an Isser Svichin Bishviz. You can make a Finish. dish there, according to Rabbi Akiva. Can you collect it or not? Can you take some? You know, can't eat it. You can't eat it. The Svichin Shviz, you can't eat. Even if you make now, they have to understand, let's not, don't get me wrong, the Allah yeah. is not like Rabbi Akiva. The Allah <laughs> is Kenzain. The Gro in Shnei Seloyo, I saw in Svorim, they quote, the Gro Vilna Goin in Shnei Seloyo, in Sechta Shviz, Perik Tes, Mishnah says Allah Rabbi Akiva. Don't you understand? Because it's a major problem here who the Allah should be like, even though normally we know the rulers. Allah Rabbi Akiva mechaveroi veloi mechaverov. So therefore, the Allah should be like Rabbi Akiva against the Chachomim. Because the Chachomim says Svichin Shviz is permitted. And Rabbi Akiva says it's prohibited. But due to the fact that the Gemara says, that the Chachamim and Rabbi Shimon hold like Rabbi Akiva, so it's not just an individual Rabbi Akiva against the Chachamim, plural, many, but it's also the Chachamim and Rabbi Shimon. There are other Chachamim, other sages, and Rabbi Shimon who follow with Rabbi Akiva. So here the question is, maybe the Aloha shouldn't be like Rabbi Akiva. So the Noise Kleash Rambam in Perik Hilcha Shmita Vyevil, you get what I'm saying. In Hilcha Shmita Vyevil, Perik Dalat Aloha, Aloha discussed this issue. Why Taka the Rambam choose to paskin like Rabbi Akiva? Not like Rabbi Akiva, and he passes like the Chachamim. So the Mephorsha uh, Rambam deal with it, uh, the Marikurkus, etc. The Kesef Mishnah of the Radvaz, and also the Shar Hamelech as a lengthy Shar Hamelech. He also discusses why he passes like the Chachamim, not like Rabbi Akiva. But there's room to argue that maybe we should pass like Rabbi Akiva because Rabbi Shimon and the Chachamim follow with Rabbi Akiva. Okay, now. The language of the Gemara is as follows. The Loshen HaGemara, terminology of the Gemara is that this follows with the opinion of Rabbi Akiva that there is an Isra Svichin B'Shviz. That there is a prohibition of Svichin on Shviz. Okay? Now, the Rogit Shover sees this Loshen of the Gemara and actually... If you look in the Teres Kainim, there's also an argument between the Rebbe, this argument between Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim are as follows. Uh, and according to the Halacha, it works out as follows. According to Rabbi Akiva, this prohibition is mid biblical, right? Because it's derived from the Pasuk. It says, Loines of Istvah And we're, this is referring to Svich the aftergrowth of Shviz. Okay? Good. Uh, uh, just, by the, just by the way, which may be bothering you, that if some attacker sows or plants, and, and transgresses on the, on the, in the Shviyas in the Jubilee year. Uh, that, they want to say that according to all opinions, that would be prohibited mid oraisa. And where is the transgression written? Because it says in the Torah, don't plant and don't sow. And if you do, so you've transgressed what the Torah says. And therefore, it falls into the category and it is prohibited based on the transgression where the Torah says, mm-hmm. You shouldn't eat anything which I've told you to refrain from. Whatever I tell you to refrain from, a transgression, a transgression applies to it. So therefore, there's a general uh, 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 transgression. So the, the Drisha, I think it's in Yeridei, it's in Kuf Memalov, I've seen Achronim uh, referring to it, that according to everybody will agree, so to speak, and also some Rishonim say it, that, uh, that if you sow and plant in, in, uh, against what the Torah's will is, so everybody will agree you can't uh, consume of it. 
Midoraisa. That's that's really prohibited. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Svichishvis, which you didn't sow, we didn't plant, it's the aftergrowth. And according to Rabbi Akiva, Midoraisa, you have to refrain from it. The Chachamim say Midoraisa, you don't have to refrain from it. But Midorabonon, you have to. So this we have to know. So even though the Chacham say it's allowed, because the definition of the posuk is different, not the way Rabbi Akiva explained it. Nevertheless, the Rambam makes it very clear to us that in the Hilchas Shmita Vyevel Perik Dal Dalacha Beis, that Svicha uh, is even though it's Mutter Midor Rais, as he says in Alacha Aleph, but in Alacha Beis, and onwards he says it's definitely Osher Midor Abbonon, and this is a decree, a rabbinical decree, because if we will allow the aftergrowth of Shviz, so the people will then in hiding and privately sow and plant on Shviz, and they will say this is from the Aftergrowth. So, in order to make a fence for people not to end up sowing and planting a shviz, not to transgress the biblical isur, therefore they said that one should also either consume, etc., etc. Okay, uh, good. Let's just go on. Now, if you look at the language of the Gemara and also of the Tereskinim, it seems that there's merely a, a, a isur, a prohibition, midoraisa, right? You have to refrain from it, midoraisa, biblically. Now, the has something very novel and builds up based on a Talmud Yerushalmi, which others seem to find problematic, says the Raghachov has something very novel. And this is as follows. The Gemara says, in, in Talmud Yerushalmi, Mesich Tedmai, Perek Gimel Halach Aleph. It's written there as follows. Uh, there are different uh, uh, opinions there, but according to one opinion, that's relevant to us. This one opinion holds as follows. The mannerism was, the style was, uh, the, the, the people, the koyanim, the, the, the koyin and the amaoretz. The amaoretz is the individual who doesn't refrain from tumavitara. Uh, he doesn't always uh, re, uh, uh, refrain from uh, in ritual impurity. Ritual impurity. And because he doesn't refrain from ritual impurity, so therefore there's a problem. If he has to, if he needs, he needs a dough, when one, someone who is an Amoritz, regarded halachically as an Amoritz, and he needs a dough, and because he's, he's ritually impure, so he will cause the dough to become ritually impure, and therefore the challah, which has to be separated from it, and given away to the koyen will is ritually is tomei, and the din is tomei chala, which tomei, even though it has to be separated from that dough, and that will allow that dough to be consumed. But nevertheless, nevertheless, the koyen cannot consume that dough. Okay, so what was done? The style was the standard was the standard uh, uh, was for the on behalf of the of the koyenim. The koyenim used to need the doughs on behalf of the amaorets. The koyin who was ritually pure, and he needed the dough in ritually pure in Torah utensils. So he used to knead the dough the, with the water and the flour and knead the dough. And he separated the challah on behalf of the Amoritz, and he took the challah for himself. And that was the challah which was meant to be separated for the koyin and given to the koyin as one of the matnois kohuna. Okay. Um, Says the Gemara as follows. Now, this Amoritz, unfortunately, not just does he refrain from separating Chala, doesn't refrain from separating Chala, Betuma, he also is negligent in Sviche Shviz. He's negligent in it. He doesn't care so much about Sviche Shviz. He may not sow, he may not plow, right? Because the Torah says it explicitly. But Sviche, the aftergrowth of Shviz, he, he consumes of. He has no problem with that. Now, here comes the problem. When we're needing a dough for this Amoris, for this individual, on Shviz in the sabbatical year, right? The din is as follows. The sabbatical year is potter from Trumas and Meisris, right? All whatever the crop of the sabbatical year, whatever is there, the aftergrowth, right? Is exempt from, uh, from tithes. But it is obliged in challah. It is obliged in challah. So now we have the dough with the water and the flour of this, of this fellow, this Amoritz, which 
Now, what do we do? If we're going to need the dough for him and separate the challah, he may end up eating svicheshvis. So I'm, so to speak, supporting him by enabling him to eat svicheshvis on the sabbatical year. That's no good, right? On the other hand, if I'm not going to need the dough for him and he'll need it himself, what's going to be? He's not going to separate the challah whatsoever. There won't be no challah. And what's worse, says the Gemara. Better, better need the challah for this fellow, right? And separate the challah for him. Even though the challah will not be able to be consumed by the coin on the sabbatical year, because you're not allowed to eat svicheshvis. But rather have the amaoritz refrain from eating a dough which has challah separated from it. Rather, and even though we'll end up eating svicheshvis, as long as he has the chalasabir, rather keeping away from him and having not need, and not needing the dough from him, he'll need the dough himself and won't separate the chala, and it'll be over bit isur tevel. And the Gemara says, what's worse? You have the prohibition when you don't separate chala, you're chayiv, you're over the isur tevel. Tevel means that you have the, the chala still there in the dough. If you eat chala, if you eat a dough without separating chala, you're chayiv misa, you get a heavenly death, right? Oh. But says the Gemara, this comes, this is the expression of the Gemara. But says the Gemara in, 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 in uh, uh, and uh, uh, rather, rather if you, if you separate the chala and he's going to end up eating Svich it is only a loisa assay. A loisa assay, says the Gemara, right? So this is, uh, this is uh, Misa, this is death. And this is only merely a transgression. So therefore, let's do it and uh, separate, have him separate the challah, even though we'll end up, rather than being over on a, on a, on a Isra Chiv Chiv Misa, he should be, he should, we don't, so the, rather than, a, yeah, and we don't mind, the, we don't give so much heat to the, to the, the loises. In English, we call that the lesser of two evils. That's what the Loshna Gemara is. The Gemara says, the Gemara, precisely what the Gemara is saying. Okay. What, what, does, the the huh? what does the Kohen do? Hmm. So here comes the question. Now listen carefully. Now just, just follow, listen to what I said. What I said, what, what the Gemara says. Till now we said the Gemara in Psachim says there's an Isur. There's an Isur, there's a prohibition, right? Of the Torah not to consume Svicheshvis. The Torah's Kenim also said there's an Isur. We can't Right? Isu. But here the Gemara is introducing that is also a loisa assay. Svicheshvis has a loisa assay. You know the difference between an Isu and a loisa assay? A major difference. Isu means you have, it's prohibited. You aren't allowed to consume of it, right? But no one does here say don't do it, right? When I say loisa assay, Terry says you don't do it, and if you do, you transgress. You will get lashes possibly, right? If it's an explicit loisa assay and it has the guidelines of a loisa assay. So nowhere till this, you were telling me, you were telling me, nowhere was it, the terminology was not to use loisas. Here's a lot of loisas. So all the mafarshim, all, is a, a purish gilion, gilion ashas of the Talmud Yerushalmi Mesechte Dmai, which was compiled by two brothers-in-law, the, the Shoyelu Meshev and his brother-in-law. Okay, so this section seemingly is from his brother-in-law, the gilion ashas, and with one of the daily Yisrael, and he says, loisase lav dafke. Lav dafke. It's not dafke, loisase. Because the facts are, he says two things. He says, number one, the halacha is that svichei shviz is really the rabbono. We just finished concluding that the halacha is like the rabbono. And svichei shviz, one has to refrain from only rabbinically. 
So when the Gemara says and wants to juxtapose Tevel to to so this is this is Misachiv Michai Miso death, and this is Loisas. It's It's not even a Loisas. It's 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 only a prohibition. The Rabbonon. It's a rabbinical decree. So he says it's a Loisas in the Rabbonon. Where do you find such an expression? A very unusual expression to say Loisas say the Rabbonon. Loisas is usually used for prohibition, transgression of the Torah. So that's what he says. Loisas a Lav Dafka. It doesn't mean Dafka. Loisas He uses maybe a certain terminology because juxtaposing the Chiv. He says Loisas but really it's a lot lighter than that. It's only the Rabbonon. And then he ends up saying, you know. It may even be, we can say it's, it may be pshat as follows. We're following in the footsteps of the Chachamim. The rule is that you're not allowed to have anything kept. You have to make everything free for all, right? So everything has to be made free for all. Even Svi Cheshvis, that means the Chachamim say Svi Cheshvis may be consumed rip, biblically, but you aren't allowed to sh- be a boss over it, right? You can't, you can't keep it in your own possession. It can't be shomer. It can't be uh, uh, protected by you. It has to be made free for all. So the, we'll derive that and it has to be made free for all from what it says, lochem It should be for all to be consumed. Free for all. So the rule is, it's a, there's a lav michlal And this is, for all it should be accessible to be, for effort, it should be accessible for all to be consumed. From this is understood that what? That it shouldn't, but you shouldn't withhold it. You shouldn't withhold it. So clearly the Torah says it should be accessible for all, make it free for all. So if some does so, and, and from this is denoted that, and you, therefore you shouldn't keep it, withhold it. That's called a lav habo mechlal asay. So the, the, the Gideon Hashah says, you know, this may be a lav habo mechlal asay. We may be talking about in the, in, the, in, the, in the circumstances where he didn't make it free for all. So number one, he says, bachal svichashvis is only the rabbonon, only rabbinical. Number two, so loisah says lav tafk. Then he says, no, maybe you can say loisah maybe precise in a sense but in a different context because we, there's a term of lav habo sometimes the term will have you f- pr- uh, refrain from something where it, ex- it expresses itself in a positive vein and from this is understood that if it's not done under these circumstances so then you have to refrain from it and that is called a lav habo a negative uh, transgression which is derived from the positive, which the Torah says. Here the Torah says positively, directly, you should make it free for all. From this is understood that you should not withhold it and don't make it free for all. So that's what the Gemara says. Lois says, Lava Baba Chlala say. Also, uh, Rab Moshe Trebich, not Rab Moshe Trebich, St. Kilda, <laughs> but uh, Rab Moshe Trebich, one of the Gdeliest Royal in, uh, yeah, in, from Germany, in the Sefer Shlomi Yerushalayim, one of the Mamash, tired of Sefer, Shlomi Yerushalayim and Talmud Yerushalmi. So he wrote also in Talmud Yerushalmi Moed, and luckily when I was younger, I bought a Shadow uh, of Talmud Yerushalmi on Talmud Yerushalmi on, Moed, on, on a set of Talmud Yerushalmi which contained his MP press for the East Lower East Side. Uh, yeah, they published it, and it contained the Pirush Shlomi Yerushalayim Yerushal- on uh, Seder Moed, but Moed uh, Yerushalayim printed a separate sefer from Rabbi, 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 Rabbi Moshe Trebich, is his name, on uh, on um, uh, Yerushalmi Zroim. And on Zroim, he makes it clear. He says clearly that this is a, a, a lava bomichlal assay, like the Gilgit Nasha says. And he refers us to a Toysvis of Mesach Techun and Davkuf Chofamid Beis, where Toysvis says clearly, a little Toysvis, Toysvis makes it clear that in the, the, there's no prohibition of consumption. La halacha, halachically, there's no prohibition of consumption of, of foods on, on, on the Shviz. 
So how can you say loisase? It's only an ase, no more than a loisase. Loisase, you can't use that term. So therefore, that's the lava ba machlalase. Okay, finish. So you see, everybody's not very happy with the loisase expression. Then there's a Purush, another known commentary on the Talmud Yerushalmi, who says, you know, it follows it Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva. We just mentioned the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says you have to refrain with the Orisa from Svichashvis. So he says that's the Loisa say the Gemara means. Ah, Loisa says it's very biblical. It's biblical. And Terry says, it says you should refrain from it from, 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 uh, from the aftergrowth of the Shvis. The Svichashvis. So that's the Loisa say meant in the Gemara. It's Rabbi Akiva's opinion. That's the Rosh Siryav. Cyril in, in on the Talmud of Shalmi, and he says so also in uh, in Mesech uh, Shviz. And now, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't. He learns that way, but it's not simple. What's the problem? Here comes the Rogat Shover and wants to say something very novel. What's the, is there a big Chiddush? Now, if it goes with the Chacham, you're going to have to say Slavdavka. But can you so easily say it follows with Rabbi Akiva? How? Rabbi Akiva says that the terrorist says you should refrain from it. But what does it say in the Chumash? Where do you know it from? It says, Loi Nisra Veloi Nesav Estvosein. Loi Nesav Estvosein. Who's saying it? Here we're coming to what you raised. Hashem says, Vichisemru Manuichal. Hashem is saying it. Does the Torah say, Loi Nesav, Loi Tesav Estvoscha? Does the Torah say, like the Torah says, Loi Sigzoi, Loi Signoiv, Loi Sishaker, right? Torah says, If you, Giaklal Yisrael, Am Yisrael, will say, We don't have what to eat. We, we cost loin Yisrael. We're not going to sow. We're not going to plant. We can't gather the aftergrowth. Who's saying it? Yeah. Hashem is saying what the people are going to say. What's going on here? So is there a loisa say? When, when, I, when I say that, when, when the Chumash says, I cannot gather the aftergrowth. The most I can know of this, from this, is that I have to refrain from eating it, right? That's the most I can know, because I cannot gather the aftergrowth to consume it, right? So the most I can denote, right? Take out, extrapolate, or whatever you say, if that's the correct word, squeeze out, extract from the Torah, is the most I can extract from this is that I have to refrain from eating it. But nowhere, based on this from the Torah, is it clear that Hashem says, if one does, he transgresses something I say he shouldn't transgress. Because nowhere does the Torah say, don't do so. The most I see from here is that he says, I cannot do it. So if I cannot do it, it means, and it's in a biblical text, and it's in Chumash, the Torah Moshe, it's in the Chumash, so it's self-understood that the Torah, based on the Torah, I cannot eat it. But the Torah never said, don't eat it. Why would he first make this conclusion, though? That is Hashem says he would. Okay. Good, but Lamaiz Hashem says you're saying it. You'll soon come to other examples, both. But I'll call part of you, Hashem saying, you're saying it, so you cannot say, I'm prohibited in it. The only thing you're saying is, I cannot eat it. In order for you to transgress, Hashem has to say, you're not allowed to do it. Hashem never said, you're not allowed to do it. I just say, I can't eat it. Says the Rogi Pshat Mzis Talmud Yerushalmi is Rabbi Akiva, definitely. Because there's no other loisase. According to the Chachamim, we cannot follow. It has to follow with Rabbi Akiva. But from here, I have a Chiddush Godel. Listen to his Chiddush. And he builds up a Muridika principle, and with this he reconciles Gvaldikizach. 
Even though this case seems to be a little different as we mentioned what you raised. And that is as follows. He says, and we can query. Normally, in Chumash, Torah is not talking about sh in Shlish HaMedaber. Torah is speaking. Torah is the one. Hashem addresses Am Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu addresses Am Yisrael, right? Sometimes you will find where the Chumash quotes what someone else says. And here comes the Shiloh, al pi Torah, al pi Halacha. What kind of halachic criteria status does that have? Is that a Loshon Bnei Odom? Or is that a Loshon Torah? A Ben Odom, a human being, like if I'm speaking, and the Torah is speaking, it's no question. Here there's a Loshon Torah, Torah speaks, and here I'm speaking. What happens when the Torah states what an individual stated and spoke? What kind of gather is it halachically? Is it the gather that the Torah is say, saying it? Or is it the gather that the person is saying it? Yeah, let's go. Says the Rogit Shover from here, not from here is derived. He says, this is another proof. Well, he goes, I'll tell you where he starts from. We'll soon come there. This is another proof. Ibal the Gemara says clearly that it's a, the Shvi'is, not refraining from Shvi'chei Shvi'is B'Shvi'is. is a Loisase. Nowhere do we find anywhere that the Torah itself, HaKadosh Baruch says, don't eat Shvi'chei Shvi'is. The only basis for it is this posse, like it says clearly in Teres Kainim, it says clearly in Mesich Tepsach Dafnon Aleph. And where, what is it? Where the person, Hashem is saying what the person will say. And what is the person saying? I cannot eat it. Says the Rokhachar from here, we see that even when a person is stating something I cannot eat, it's as if and it's regarded as if Hashem says you cannot eat. Big time. That's why Loisah say. Gefalpik. Smurdik. You don't even pay, you don't just don't pay attention to these little minor details, right? But wait, wait, we'll see. He says a Gefalpik thing. Listen to this. If I understood them correctly, he starts off, it starts off with this. The Gemara says in Mesichtim Begilad of Tesom Adalaf as follows. The Mishnah says that the, 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 the Torah Nevi'im Uksuvim can be written in all languages. Lav Davki in the, in the, in the Aksav Ashur is in the Hebrew. Okay? With the, with the Hebrew lettering. Says the Gemara Vereminu, I'll bring you a Mufur Shekasha, that it's not so. It says Mikra Targum Targum Mikra, if you take a Posuk, which is written in Hebrew, right? In the Chumash. And you, are, you write it instead in Aramaic. Or if you take a Pasuk written in Aramaic, listen. And you write it in Hebrew, nothing doing, it doesn't have the sanctity of a Sefer Torah. So the Gemara says definitely it, it holds no water. Finish. So it's a price. Now, be so kind. Turn to Parshas Vayetze. Turn to Parshas Vayetze, please. נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,נכון,
the mound of stone, he called Yigar Sahadusa. That's Aramaic. Says the Gemara, that's the case we're discussing. If a fellow will translate Yigar Sahadusa to mean Gal Aid, in other words, the Gemara says, the Torah says, Lavan called it Yigar Sahadusa. Yaakov called it Gal Aid. Gal Aid is Hebrew. He called it Aramaic. Is Yigar Sahadusa. Says the Gemara, simple. If he called, so the Bryce says, if you take Yigar Sahadusa and write instead, uh, Galade, right? And you write in the, in the place of Yaakov, you wrote uh, Gigar Sadus instead of Galade, it's possible. It doesn't have a sanctity of a Sefer Torah. Wonderful. That's the case the Bryce is discussing. Says the Rogat Shabbat as follows. Says the Shabbat, I don't understand. I don't understand the Gemara, he says. He says, let it be, even if the halacha would be, that you can take an Aramaic text and change it to Hebrew, and it's valid, but in this case it can't be valid. Listen, why? In other words, Lovan spoke Aramaic and Yaakov spoke Hebrew. Okay? So says the Rogu even if we will accept that you may translate the Aramaic text of the Torah to Hebrew, in this case it won't work. Even the Gemara gives this as an example. Says the Rogu it won't work in this case anyway. Because the facts are that Lovon called it Yigar Sahadusa. And Yaakov called it Galade. So he says, what's going on? If you, of course, if you translate Yigar Sahadusa to Galade, and you will translate Galade to Yigar Sahadusa, it's not going to be acceptable and it's a possible secretary. You know why? Because Lovon never called it Galade, and Yaakov never called it Yigar Sahadusa. You get it? In other words, if it was just a plain, a separate, segregated possible, a term, right? which a term or a description of something, which no one's commenting or stating it, right? It, it was just written a Hebrew word, uh, an Aramaic word, you translate it, so there you can prove it. But hey, how, either way, it's never going to work. Says the Rogi Chover. Based on what I'm saying, this is exactly what I'm discussing. Here comes the issue. He says, here it will, to appreciate this Gemara, it will depend on how I understand the Loshem, Loshem Bnei Odom in the Torah. If I will learn that when the Torah records a Loshen terminology a human being said, it remains in his realm, Loshen Bnei Odom, this is a Torah where HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks, and there where HaKadosh Baruch Hu records what Bnei Adam speak. So then my kasha is a nice in a kasha. Lovon said Yigar Sahadusa, Yaakov said Galeid. How can you turn it around that Lovon said Galeid and Yaakov said Yigar Sahadusa? But... If I will regard and say it, if I understood the Rosh Hashanah this is what he's saying, correctly, this is what he's saying. But if I will say that when the Torah records Loshon of individuals, it doesn't remain Loshon B'nai terminology. It's not regarded halachically as terminology of the people. It's regarded halachically as terminology of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying they said it. Now once it's regarded as the terminology of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I can say how I want there I can even put it in the words of Lovon. Because you know who Lovon is? Lovon is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you know Yaakov is? Yaakov is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore I can put it in Yigar Sadusa Galeid. And I can put it in Yigaleid Yigar Sadusa. That's the, I believe I understood him correctly and this is what he wants to say. And it's a Chiddush God. Basically what I want to say is as follows. That's why our case may be a little slightly different. Because here HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself is saying Vichy Seimru Manoicha. The Rogat Shavu doesn't make any distinction in it. Here, you get it? Here, they're clearly saying, Lovon is saying what he's saying. The Torah is saying what Lovon said. The Torah doesn't say, I'm going to say what Lovon says. 
Torah recalls, Lovin said so. Torah recalls what Yaakov said. Here Torah says, HaKadosh Baruch says, if you will say so and so. So true, Hashem is saying what you will say, but it's Hashem saying what you will say. You get it? So it's slightly different. Nevertheless, Rogat Shavar doesn't make any distinctions. And he says, that's the Shatim Deloitte. He says, that's what this Gemara. And let's go on. He goes on and on to prove Gvaldi Kohichochis. He says, that's the only way I can understand. If it's a novel thing to say. We should dissect and say it's separate issue, separate entity, separate union. Even though it's Torah, everything's Torah. But what kind of gather is it? Here, okay, a very interesting Gemara. What do you want to say? Because the Torah says, Ishi Ish Lagabe, the Pesukim Panida, the Gemara says, Ben Lusha Ben Aydam. Daphne Koku, Lusha Ben Aydam is one thing. There's surely such a, excuse me, in the Shas you find, the Lusha Torah Lachud, the Lusha Chachamim Lachud, the Lusha Ben Aydam, and of course, Dibra Torah Belosha Ben Aydam. So there's definitely a concept of Dibra Torah Belosha Ben Aydam, definitely so. So you have to know the criteria. We can't just throw it around. I'm just, let's remain in the context of what I'm repeating to you. I'm Adurutinyon of the Rogachover. He's dealing with a somewhat total different issue. And a mitten drinen on page 104, there's a little section which says just what I'm going to say now. Unbelievable. It's just Nifla, how he just, it's just perspective and how he looks and he takes his take to things. So he knew that all these Gemaras you want to bring to our attention. And the Mammoth says it needs for us to appreciate what he says. They all, everything like that has to be treated. But let's remain in this context, okay? The Gemara says in Mesichti Yevomest of Samach Beis Omud Beis. Asks the Gemara, how do we know? How do we know this that the Chachamim say? This that we is known that the Chachamim say. The sages say, Bnei Bonim Harehen Kibonim. That grandchildren are reckoned like children. Okay? Where is this stem from? Where is this coming from? Now, if you don't mind, open up your Chumash. Excuse me. You want to say? Uh, if you want to say, you can say. I'm guessing. You're guessing. It's, uh, it may be you're right. And Rabbi Kiva Eger asks you a kasha. Okay. Okay? There's a Gilean Ashas from Rabbi Kiva Eger on the Gilean of the Gemara, on the margin. And he has a couple of Tzorachins, and one of them is from the, from the Posseg in Avram Avinu. So you'll check it out. Okay, good. But the Gemara doesn't say it. And that's Rabbi Kiva Eger's kasha. Why the Gemara doesn't say it? But the Gemara says as follows. Okay, it's a Rashi. Yeah, he brings, he brings, he brings a Rashi. Yeah, he brings a Rashi with Imriel Noah Bas Bas Basimi. So that's the that's 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 the Rabbi Kiva Eger who's been to the Chumash and the Rashi. Okay, look at the look. Samach Beis, but Beis will feel good. Okay, Baruch Kivanta. Now, so if you don't mind, take out your Chumash Vayetze, and the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says. Uh, let me just find the pasuk. We're in Vayetze, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no, no. What time is it? My watch, not, my watch is not working, luckily. Oh, good. Where are we? I'm sorry. Abonim uh, Bonai. Abonim Bonai, Where is it? Yeah, I'll speak love, no? I always pay attention to the psukim and I didn't. Yes, correct. Thank you. Page 166 in the Stone Edition. So the Gemara says, How do we know what the sages, this is what the sages say? Where is the basis for what the sages say? The grandchildren are reckoned as children, says the Gemara. If you will say, I know it from Lavan. What does it say in the Chumash? 
The Chumash says as follows, Lovon is speaking to Yaakov in Pasuk 43, page 166, Right, the girls, the girls are my daughters, the daughters are my daughters, and those are the women, in other words, Rochel and Leah, right? Who, who, those were his daughters. Don't forget, Lovon had no sons. He only has daughters. So he's giving his daughters to Yaakov, and he says, The daughters are my daughters. And the sons are my sons. Who are the sons? The sons were all the Shvat in the tribes, who, the, or who his daughters gave birth to. So like Rashi says, the Gemara means to ask, where do we know that grandchildren, in other words, not the sons of the sons. Sons of sons, says the Gemara, that we know of many Pesukim. According to the commentaries, we, the Gemara is not looking for that. For that, that seems to be, we take it for granted, definitely sons, grandchildren from the son, is definitely, we reckon the sons. We're looking for children, grandchildren from daughters. So I think more Elam, if you're going to say we derived from Lovon, because he says, Abono is Bonib, Abono is Bonisai. Oh, so what's he saying? Abonim Bonai? They're not his sons. They're the daughters, right? And his grandchildren, that his sons. But because Lovon says he calls his daughters daughters, and he calls his grandchildren sons, says the Gemara, oh, we see it's called sons. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? It, it doesn't follow, because read on. Another word right where there it says, Fahat Sain What does Sain Sain mean? The Tzoyin means the cattle, right? Which, which, uh, which well, Yaakov had, he says, Tzoyini, they're mine. What is mine? It's not true. They're all not his. It's, uh, says the Gemara, what's the meaning they've had? Tzoyin, Tzoyini. In other words, if you're going to say, but it means my daughters and my sons, so the, all the cattle and the, right, all his. It's not true. Because what happened? He initially sold him some Tzoyin, right? And from that, they produced they had offsprings. So it's all Yaakov's. It's not his lovings at all. So basically, Tsoini means the initial ones I sold to you, right? And therefore, they were Tsoini. They were offsprings. So here too, I gave you my daughters. And the daughters had offsprings, the sons. But they're not mine. Says the Imar, there's no proof from loving therefore. Because Tsoini cannot mean mine. So therefore, Bonnie's Bonnie, Bonnie doesn't either mean mine. But the Roger Trevor says, what was the Gemara's original thought. The Gemara says we can derive it from. The Tzayin just messes it up. But initially the Gemara says it's not a problem. We should be able to derive it from, from Lovan. Says the Rogachava, derive it from Lovan? Lovan! Lovan! That is easy. So the Gemara says, how do we know what the Chachomim say? The Torah, the Torah sages, how do we know? Give me substantiation for what the Torah sages say. The Chachomim. Sadikim. How do we know or substantiate what they say? Yeah, that we say, Bnei Bonim Arayim Kibonim. So the Gemara have a raya from Lovon. Lovon Harami. Right, Harami David Avi. No problem. Yeah, no problem. No, because from home we learned out about the fly that falls in a cup and everything. We learned out a lot of... Lovon saying it, that is, it's a Lovon, not deriving nothing. Lovon says, Bonai, Bonai, Bonim, Bonai. Lovon says, Bonim, Shavibal, it came out of Lovon's mouth. And he says, Bonim, Bonai, right? Your sons are my sons, because Lovon said it. That's what the Chachamim know, that what? That grandchildren reckon like children. And Lovon, but Lovon in sein Krummer Kopp is a zoi. It's not So from here, and he says, how do you know that Loshim Bnei Yodom is not so? Maybe this is also Loshim Bnei Yodom. In other words, it all follows. He says, look, I'm a furish gemara in the sechta of a basra kuf mem gimel omed beis. The gemara says the total opposite. Look, 
The Gemara says, the Gemara says, if a fellow is on a sick bed and he says, my property should go, Libonai. He had one son and grandchildren. Okay? Grandsons. He says, my property should go to my sons, plural. Asks the Gemara, what does he mean? Do we split up the properties between the sons and the grandchildren? Because grandchildren are reckoned like sons. Or do we say, no, that we, we can even refer to a single individual son as sons. Like it says in the possible, B'nai Falu Eliov. So B'nai Falu, Falu was one son, Eliov. Eliov. And we say B'nai Falu. Many sons, and it's Eliov, one. Says the Gemara, Baba Basha, from Gimel, Abba Beis. So maybe we don't know what's trapped. So the Gemara is a machloikus. Marchviva says, Rafchviva, Marchviva, Rafchviva says, he says, no, B'nai Bonim, Arei Henke Bonim. The grandchildren are reckoned like children, and therefore when the father on his deathbed, the grandfather on his deathbed, the father on his deathbed, says, it should, my property should go to my sons, he means to split it between the son and the grandchildren. Because B'nai Bonim, Arei Henke Bonim, grandchildren are reckoned like sons, he meant the grandchildren too. Marbar Vashi says, no, B'nai Bonim, not Kebonim, not Kebonim, not Kebonim. He meant his son only. And the Gemara brings a right from a Bryce, that when an individual says Bonai, he doesn't mean his grandchildren, he means his sons only. Because in Loshan B'nai Adam, in normal street language, right, when people express themselves, they don't, when they say children, they mean children only and not grandchildren. Says the Rabbi look what you see. Here's a Mephorashi Gemara that when it comes to B'nai Adam, to human beings, right, out of the context of the Chumash, we say B'na B'nai Bonim are not given. Nevertheless, when the Gemara said, when we would, and we want to say, right? The Gemara derives from Lavon, who was a human being, right? That it is Kibonim. What's going on? The Gemara just said in Baba Basra that it's not Kibonim. Says the Rabbi Chavis, it's a big difference where you are. If you're out of the Chumash, say so you're a human being. So then you're judged that are not Kibonim. So that's in the normal language between people. But when there's a human being in Chumash, and he's saying it, so Loshem B'nai Yodom in Torah is Loshem Torah. So therefore, when it comes to scriptural things, there we say it's a different thing. There B'nai Bonim, Arayin Kebonim. Tayin Rogachavi Givaldik. Weiter. Here, Weiter. Open up your Chumash if you don't mind, please. Please, let me, tell me the time. I don't want to keep you. Quarter past eight. Okay, Mufard Weiter. Take out the Chumash in Parshish Kisavoy. Parshish Kisavoy. Before you go there, there's also in Bereshis. Maybe there are what? Play Bonim? Where, ya- where it says about Yaakov, like uh, Avram, and Avram was not born in his father. Yes, I was his okay. father. So you, so you have to Zayim Moichel. The Rabbi Kivei. I didn't look up the whole Rabbi Kivei. There's a couple. Of, he's been signed to a couple, two places in Bereshis yeah. with the Pirush Rashi, with the Marshon yeah. Sofsoita. Yeah. So Zayim Moichel, look in the Yivom. Samach Beis, Samach Beis. There's a Rabbi Kivei. You look there on the side. You'll see yes, some kashas on the Gemara. Okay, but Al Kolponim, the, the message the Rabbi Kivei conveys is very obvious. Okay, Gvaldiko Yichochei. We come to another eye. Here, the Gemara says. Gemara says, uh, we have here, uh, the din is that you have to, uh, you have to give uh, the, the, this beer maestress, if you recall, right? Uh, the, yeah, the tithes and the, and the, in the fourth and sixth year, yeah? What is it? A page in the Chumash Dvorim, page 1070, yeah? The din is as follows. Uh, the din is, right, that... Uh, uh, the tithes, right? Meiser Shein. 
Meiser Rish, in the first year and the second year of the sabbatical year, we have to separate Meiser Sheni. The second tithes has to be Meiser Sheni. That is a section of the harvest which we have to take up to Yerushalayim and eat it bitara, ritual purity. You know, let it be tummy. Okay, so if the Meiser becomes tummy, if you become tummy and you eat it in Yerushalayim, so there's a transgression, you're over a balav. Okay? What's this? It's on the tape. Okay, so good. Guess what? Guess what? The Rambam says, so the Rambam writes in Hilchis Meiser Sheni, Peri Gimel, says the Rambam, a fellow who eats Meiser Sheni, Bituma, right? Either he's in Tome and the Meiser Sheni is Tor, or the Meiser Sheni is Tome and he's Tor, right? So the Din is, and he eats it in Yerushalayim, Bituma, so he transgresses, right? What transgression does he quote? He quotes the post, it says, Veloi bi'arti mimenu bitome. Veloi bi'arti mimenu bitome. It says in the Torah that all what has to be done with the Meiser Shani shouldn't be done bitume. And because he does it bitume, does it bitume, there's a transgression. The same goes to the, when it comes to the other din. It says, Veloi achalti va'oini mimenu. You know that it Meister Shani when he's an oinen, a maid, or the death, when the God forbid a close relative passes away, so before the burial is called an oinen, and there's a special, you know, the, the terrorist is a, a mourner, like a, a special extreme mourning, so he's called an oinen, so the din is that he's not like Shani in that state. So it says in the terrorist, so the Rambam says that if one, one is prohibited, then if he does, he's his chayv, he's over balav, he says, where is it? It says, lechalti ba'oini mimenu. Wonderful. And so Alter, he quotes in Sefer HaMitzvah, where he enumerates the mitzvahs of the Torah, in the mitzvah of mitzvah Kufnun, and the mitzvah Loises of Kufnun Beis. There he enumerates these laven, and so he writes, and looks, my Shani Perik, Gimel, Halacha, Halacha, Hey. And all the Mephoshim say, what's going on? When it comes to the lav of you shouldn't eat the tithes, the Maishu Shani, when you're Tomei, so they bring to our attention, the Mephorosh bring to our attention, a Gemorah Mesich Tepsachet Davchavdala Domodalef, and also a Gemorah Mesich Tepsachet Davchavdala Domodalef, and also a Gemorah Mesich where there it is obvious that the Gemorah derives it from a totally different Pesach. And if you take out a Chumash and Rashi on the spot, the Rashi in, uh, take out your Chumash, you'll see on the spot, Rashi says, Rashi says, where do we know? Rashi brings in a Chumash. Where do you know the transgression and the prohibition that you're not allowed to eat Maiser Sheni tithes, Maiser Sheni Betuma when you're Tomei? Says the Gemorah Mesich Tepsachet Quoted in Mesech Psochim Davchavdalad, as mentioned, and also quoted in the Rashi and in the Toysbis, etc., there in Psochim, says the Gemara, because it says in the Torah, You shouldn't, you're not, you shouldn't be able, you're not allowed to consume of the tithes in your gateways. So the Gemara basically explains as follows that Psulaha Mugdoshin, consecrated animal which becomes unfit and invalid, that an individual may partake and consume Bisharecha in Yerushalayim. But there are other things which you're not allowed to consume if they become invalid in Yerushalayim. Says the Gemara, this refers to Maiser Shani. So there's a very clear statement in the Torah. It says in the Torah, You should not be able to consume so of such in Bisharecha, in your gateways, meaning in Jerusalem. And this refers to Maiser Shani. Okay? Nevertheless, the Ramam chose a different possum. What's the difference? Yeah, big difference. Guess what? The Torah says, Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Hashem says, you should not, and you, if you do, you transgress, and you, 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 yeah, you don't fulfill what I said. Hashem says, don't. When we come to the Pasuk of, guess what? This is in the context of the confession of the Jew. 
the heat comes to Yerushalayim, right? And he's being mevar, he's, he's a beer maestress. He is getting rid of all the maestr. And in his, in the context of the confession, right? So true, Hashem says what you should say. It's like a little like the case we're talking about, right? But Hashem says what you should say. But who's saying it? The guy is saying it. And what is he saying? He's saying as follows. So he's saying it, not Hashem is saying it. So even though Hashem is telling him to say it, right? But he's saying it. So isn't there a major difference between when Hashem says don't do it, or if I say l'cha'ura, at first glance, Rabbi Kiviger asks the question on the Rambam. Rabbi Akiviger, in his commentary on the Rambam, in Gilyanus, a Rambam of Rabbi Kiviger, he says, the Rambam quotes this passage to tell us that you're prohibited to eat tithes when you're this ritual impurity. What's going on? The most you can know from this expression is that it is Something you have to refrain from. Because if a Yid says, I didn't do it, and it's written in Chumash, so the most you can know from that is that Hashem said, doesn't want it. That's the most you can know. And therefore he says, I didn't do it. But does it say in the Chumash, does Hashem say, don't do it? No. He said, I didn't do it. Says Rabbi Kiveger, it's Vidui, right? Nevertheless, the Raman quotes this. He should have quoted the Pesach. And Rashi says, Rashi says, this is an expression. Why we can't learn out from this Pesach? Because this is an expression. This is part of the video of his confession. And the human being is saying it. And take out the Sifzach HaChomim of the Rashi. You have to be a big London. Take out a standard Mikroiz the Chumish with the Sifzach HaChomim. And it says in the Sifzach HaChomim on the Rashi, where Rashi brings to our attention that we know this prohibition from Lesuch HaLechel B'Sharech, where Hashem says it. He explains, why can't you know it also from this Parsha? Because we, we need we have to be and it's not it's the man saying it <laughs> but the Rambam nevertheless does record it from here yeah good says the Rogat Shavar ah that's exactly what I'm going to say who are the who are that's exactly what we're saying and interestingly listen the, the Rambam in, wrote uh, Sefer HaMitzvahs, right? Where he enumerates and records all the mitzvahs of the Torah, the Yag Mitzvahs, right? There's 248 positive mitzvahs and 365 negative mitzvahs. And in, in, the, in the preface, he has 14 roots, right? To tell us exactly the rules and regulations of what he counts out as separate mitzvahs. There, in the end of the, the eighth root, Sheresh Ches, the Rambam writes, you should know that where the Torah conveys a story where a person says, I'm not allowed... You should know that from this is understood that the attack are not allowed and I will record this as a negative prohibition in where I record the mitzvahs. So basically the Ramam already covered himself by writing it in the roots that we're, even though it's written in such a context, I can use this as a substantiation for the prohibition. Um, the Ramban on the spot says, what are you talking about? He has a couple of kashas of the Rambam, and he says, definitely, it's not so, etc., etc. Which really, it depends on all what we're discussing now, but it's very clear, the Rokhachevah says, that from this Rambam, that even though it's in the context where the individual is saying it, even though, as I mentioned, I said it before, that Hashem is saying he will say it, but nevertheless, it's him saying it, it's not Hashem saying it, nevertheless, it's because it's the individual saying it in the context of a Chumash, so it's HaKadosh Baruch who's saying it. And the man it can be that's the Kiddush of it, you understand? These that I know that it's prohibited and you have to refrain from it, good enough. But we're going to the degree to say that it's as if Hashem is saying, don't do it. Oh, Hashem said it, he said it. No, Hashem's saying it. Good. Biter, one more, one more, and we end with that. Uh, and this is interesting. Actually, 
Also, whoever's interested, this, the, the Tzlach, also, the Noydeh the, B'Yehuda, the great-grandfather of Yechez Kalanda, in Tzlach, and Psoch, and Davchov Dalet, discusses this issue and this Rambam with the Ramban, etc. And also this Rambam and the Ramban, and Sefer HaMitzvah is quoted also in the case of Mishnah, and in the Neisei Kalim, and the commentaries of the Rambam, and Hilchus Meiser Sheni, Perigimel Halacha, hey, whoever's interested. Okay, just one more case, a very interesting case. Here we go, another, another interesting case, what's so funny? It's good. Yechmei <laughs> Not bad. Felt Okay, let's go. Another Gvaldika case. Uh, let's take it in Parshas Kiseitse. Be so kind and turn your commotion to Parshas Kiseitse. And it says in the Torah, this is found at Hilchas Mamrim. And Rambam Hilchas Mamrim, Perik Zayin, Aloha Aleph. That's the din of a Ben Seirer Umoira. Seirer Ben Seirer Umoira, the rebellious son. Okay. And in the, the case of the rebellious son, that is in Chumash Dvorim, Deuteronomy, page 1046, uh, verse 18. He has this Nebuch rebellious son. He doesn't listen to his father or mother. So there are a lot of guidelines. He can be, God forbid, he's, spelt, he, he's pelted, right? He's, he's, he's stoned to death if he steals money from his father and he gluttons, yeah, he fresses meat and, he, and he, he's drunk and, and, and wine. All based on the, the, in his father's property, etc., etc., even though he was warned not to. And unfortunately, that's the story in the Chumash. So, where do we find the Chumash that the, this is counted as one of the negative prohibitions? In Mitzvah Kuf Tzadikai, in the Sefer Mitzvahs, and also the Rambam Hilchas Marm Perik Zayin, the Rambam tells us that this is prohibited. Now, the Gemara says in Mesichta Sanhedrin, Daf Samach Beis, where do we know? We know very clearly the Torah mentions clearly his punishment, right? But we know a punishment is only given when there is a, Hashem says, warns you not to do it, right? So, where do we find the prohibition? the Torah say, don't do it? So, the Gemara quotes a Posik in Mesichta Parshas Gdoshi. The Pasuk is, it says, like, al hadom. It's a known Pasuk. Don't eat al hadom. So what does that mean? Don't eat such a meal in such a manner, with such mannerism, which will bring you to be killed. And that is referring to the Ben Serumeru who steals, rips off his father, and fresses and zoifs. Yes, he's zoil v'soive v'chulu, whatever, excuse me for the foul language. But that's the touch of zoil v'soive, yeah? And a zoifer. On a zeifer, as I my Rebbe get touched in Yichede. When I learned till the fourth grade, I learned in Yichede, but they learned only Yiddish. Okay, I'll call upon him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no. So that's it. So that's the pasuk loy sucha. So it says in the first the Torah loy seichlo al adam. Now, zog the rugged shaver, but the Rambam and Sefer Hamitzvus quotes a different pasuk. Guess which pasuk? Vamru el ziknei iroi. Beneinu. The Pasuk here, in the context, in the parasha. It says in the parasha on page 1048, Pasuk Chof, the parents will say to the elders, This is the Pasuk, the Ramam quotes you know where. Interesting. Not in the Sefer Yad HaChazoka, Hilchus Marm Perikzan HaLachalaf, not in the Sefer HaMitzvah, Mitzvah Kuf Tzadikei, but, you know, and people think that it's time, extra and superfluous, etc. It's not. It's redundant. No. Chaz V'cholil, the Rambam, in the opening, in the beginning of the Sefer Yad HaChazoka, he again enumerates all the Tariyad Mitzvahs and bring, counts them out, numbers them out, right? He numbers them and counts them out and brings the Psukim there. So there is a Yetzim and a Mitzvah, Kuf Tzadik, hey, you will see, he doesn't quote the Pasuk, Loi Seichlo Al Adom, as he quotes the Gemara in Sanhedrin in Hilchas Mamrim and also in Sefer HaMitzvahs. There he quotes only this Pasuk. Says the Rogat Shavar, well, what do you know from this Pasuk? Hashem says what? What did Hashem say? Nothing. It's the parents Standing in front of the Bezdin, saying, hey, keep away. This son is a terrible son. He doesn't listen to us. He's a Zeil of a And then we stone him. 
Says the Rambam, from here we know that it is, there's a transit. If one does so, he transgresses. This is a transgression in the Torah. Here it's written that he's doing a wrong thing. How do you know he's doing the wrong thing? Of course, they're telling the Bezdin that he's doing something wrong. And therefore we stone him. Does it say he's doing something wrong? Nothing doing. The parents don't like what he's doing. So where does it say that Hashem says you shouldn't do it? Ah, that's exactly what I said. If parents get up there and say, my son's doing something wrong, Hashem says you're doing something wrong. And it's as if Hashem says, don't do it. From there, the Rambam knows there's a lot of internal mitzvah of Tzadikah. I call upon it with this. I conclude. This is a small section in the Madura Tinyana. And we're just concluding, just going back to what we started with. And this is the meaning of the Gemara says in Masech Dedmai. Right? With the Loisa say By Svich Shviz, by the after growth of Shviz, that there's a Loisa say that's referring to Rabbi Akiva. And even though the Chayr is only this individual who's saying it. Right? It's the fellow who's saying, Nevertheless, it's regarded as a love. I just want to say one thing. And this is a little disturbing to me, but it doesn't, shouldn't bother anybody. It just bothers me a little and it can be reconciled. But it's no cash on the Rabbi Chover. If you take a look at the Ramban, take a look at the Ramban. The Ramban says an interesting thing. The Ramban, who I mentioned, quotes this Teres Kainim in this argument with Rabbi Yakiva, and the Chachomim says as follows. That true that in the Teres Kainim, the argument between the Chachomim and Rabbi Akiva are introduced on this Pasuk, which we mentioned, <coughs> as the Gemara says in Mesech Tepsochim, on the Pasuk, L'veloi Nesev is Tfuaseinu, correct? That's where the individual is expressing it and saying it. He says, but look, look back. The Teres says... Originally, the Torah says, "A sviach k'tzircha loisiktzer." You get it? A sviach Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "Sviach k'tzircha loisiktzer." Just like loinesa, if means you shouldn't gather consuming it. Here to loisiktzer. Here comes the question. So, bepashtus, we would learn loisiktzer without the Ramban and without any anything else. We would say loisiktzer means, like Rashi and other commentaries explain, it means you shouldn't reap harvest it like you generally harvest. Generally, you harvest and you store it away and you keep it to yourself. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, no, it happens to be that on the sabbatical year you cannot harvest like you usually do. You have to. It has to be made free for all. Right? Good. But. The Torah's Koyanim, on this verse, on this verse, says, Mikan Svichim She'asurin. From here we know that Svich and aftergrowth are prohibited. Listen. Says, says the Ramban. Guess what? That the argument on the Posseg, V'loinesevist, V'asenim, Rabbi Yaakiva, and the Chachomim, further on, right, so there it's, some say it's prohibited, and some say it's allowed. You should be aware, you should know, that when the Torah Kohanim says on this posuk, who says, don't harvest, right? It means, you know what it means? It means that you shouldn't harvest, you shouldn't consume the aftergrowth. right? And that follows with the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. That's what the Ramban says. Now according to that, according to this, right? It's, it's not just, the, the, the loisa say is not just the loisa say where the individual is saying, according to the Ramban, there is also a loisa say written in the Torah, according to him, because it says, Asfiyach Tzircha, Loisikcha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying it. Now, I, we have to understand this a Ramban, and of course a Ramban means something for the Rav Chavar going, but I believe there are different ways of learning this Torah's Koyanim. In other words, even though the Torah's Koyanim says, that this is following with the prohibition of Svichin, it could very well be that it still follows with the, with the opinion of the Chachomim, 
Labdafka with the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. In other words, Rabbi Akiva taka hold is prohibited minatayra. Like the Gemara says, Mefurish is a clear Gemara that is derived from the later Pasuk. Vloinesim with the individual himself says, I cannot. And so it was written in the Teres and, and But the Ramban says, this is also Rabbi Akiva. And by the way, it's not just the Ramban. I've also seen the, the, the commentary, uh, um, the Shar HaMelech. I'm sorry, the Shar HaMelech. Also in Hilchis Shemitah V'yoyva Peridal, Allah also says the same. This is Rabbi Akiva. And he explains why we need two psukim. According to what we've discussed till now, we appreciate why we need the two psukim. Because this pasuk may not oblige us to, to extend it to make it a loisase. We need it to make a loisase, and then it falls out of the category of what the Rogachover says. Nevertheless, Rogachover says it is part of it. So I believe this, is, this, this pasuk, even though it says that from here we know that Sfichan are prohibited, it could be it's merely, it can go even with the Chachomim. But it's, so to speak, it alludes to the the Manda Omar, to the Chachomim. But the Lavdafka, the Pesach, is actually saying the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. We have to look further on in the different commentaries of the Torah's Kedim to see what we can say for the Rabbi Chavar. I'm not worried about the Rabbi Chavar. It has a break, the plate says the Rabbi Chavar, but nevertheless, we are, we are still medium, so it would be appreciated, appreciated if we would find somebody, just to make it just a bit lighter. But either way, whatever, that's the issue, and that's the way the Rabbi Chavar learns. Have a good night. with the Chachomim? It, it could be it's a hasmach to the das chachomim. The says the das chachomim itaka means don't harvest as usual, okay. right? Yeah. Nevertheless, the teres kedim says we can't samchu leisusvichin because there's another way of learning it, so we can say for it's marumas, so to speak. This is svichin the das chachomim that's also with the rabbonon. It's a hasmach. It's a hasmach that what? That's svichin or also. Okay. Even it doesn't mean the harvesting as usual. This is my seifer. Good night. So I'm just saying, what, 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 today's shear just proved for